So welcome to Conscious Hypocrite. Yep, welcome. I'm Carly. When you're conscious and you're a hypocrite. Yep, that's right. Will's definitely conscious and a hypocrite. Why you sound like a robot every time you say that? I'm Carly. I am Carly. Uh, it sounds weird. I don't know. I'm I feel Carly. like my voice is weird. Yeah. Because sometimes it sounds like I'm doing... Okay, it's hard for me to sound na- like... I feel like I don't sound natural sometimes. Like, I feel like I'm either like, this is my talking voice. I am talking. <laughs> what? Or I'm like... Hi. <laughs> you know, I'm not like normal. Oh, well, hold on, let me try to talk normal. I gotta get my cheeks loose. People say I have too much bass in my voice. You can't help that, though. I can't. I can change my voice, though. They gotta get used to the bass. See how yeah. I did that right there? They gotta get used to the bass. They gotta get used to the bass. Um, hold on, let me try to talk normal. Pretend that I'm not being recorded. You're not being hey, recorded. Hey, what's up? Hi. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> nah. That ain't it. That ain't, that ain't it. I still feel like I you have kind of like a, like a, like this is how I'm talking. I am talking. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway. Conscious hypocrite. What do we talk about today? What do we talk about? We talk about sticky with the blicky. Yep. Uh, six nine Takashi. AKA Daniel Hernandez. Daniel. Damn Daniel. Yep. Damn Daniel. Uh, uh, Antonio. We caught caught got caught up on Antonio Brown. Yep. Antonio done it again. Um, we talked about Afro Latinos. We did. We talked about uh, some white privilege documentary mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm, we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, some little Wayne. Some uh-huh. some reminiscing. Yep. Yep. Um, there was like some different tangents we went off in a few of these segments, which I think were good. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. I'll use my all natural voice. Let us start the episode. Let us start the episode music is african brazilian music all of it dominican music uh spanish drums all the music is african music so you know you getting on the afro beat now i've been in africa they've been doing that you know what i'm saying like you know what i mean it ain't new all the music is african you know what i'm saying but you right like you know what i'm saying even in in puerto rico when you go to uh uh caribbean like let's let's speak about latinos not being black latinos are black Mm-hmm. In Cuba at one time, there was 8 million Cubans. 5 million, unfortunately, were slaves. 3 million were actual Cubans. And they integrated and had babies. Same thing with Puerto Rico when you go to Los e- Loisa. And when you talk about Santeria, that came from the motherland, Africa. You know, uh, sometimes Latinos might even identify, identify themselves with African and black culture more than black people. Mm-hmm. This ain't no crazy thing. Fat Joe ain't on crack. You know what he's talking about. Okay, so what do you think about that? Tell him, Joey, crack. That was Fat Joe. Tell him. And lean back. And lean back. So, do you agree with what he's saying? That all music comes from Africa? Well, yes, I agree with that. But about... <laughs> uh, oh, he made a few different points. He made a few different points. Yeah, so let's but- break down the points. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this will be our this will be our conscious hypocrite segment, I think. Okay. Um So the first thing he said was all all those all music I mean all music all, and all people come from Africa. So that's the first point he made, right? All music comes from Africa. That's what he said. And um he was talking about how Latinos are Do you say black or African? Either way, what do you think about that? Um, he's correct. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah, I think Fat Joe I mean, is coming they, at this from a New York perspective. I mean, in Brazil and all, like, there was a bunch of Africans over there. Right. We were there. There's African kings that li- that were in Brazil um over time colors have been diluted and then you have some people that don't even want to claim it because the stigma or the the racism right 
behind you claiming that you are are black or African, whatever you want to call it. So people have been saying, no, I ain't even black. But now there's a, a, a... uh, up a, a surge of people, people saying claiming they're Afro Afro Latino yeah. yeah so he talks about Cuba in this clip and yeah there were a lot of in the Caribbean and in Cuba and in places like that there were a lot of slaves so there's lots of mixtures of people over there in Puerto Rico the Dominican Republic Cuba um. But let me let me just clarify for those who don't know the difference between Hispanic and Latino. I don't know if we talked about this on podcast before, but Latino just means from Latin America and Hispanic means from a Spanish speaking country. So that's what those mean. Okay. It's not technically these are not technically races. These are just racialized categories. So you can be. A black there's black mexicans out there there's black latinos out there there's you know i mean i'm sorry there's black mexicans out there black brazilians black cubans these are afro latinos r.i.p right? sammy sosa these these are afro uh afro latinos right yeah so where do you draw the line at for people using the for these people using the n-word is there a line is there a line yeah um shit uh I mean honestly who am I to say you're we Me? talked about this before you we have we have a podcast so that you can say these things because you are the one that's why people are listening uh, me to technically I don't care it doesn't it doesn't bother me if anybody who's Latino uses it uh, I, hold on. Not anybody. That's why. That's why I want to know what the line is. Not anybody. Um, I feel like you should have some, uh, some African descent to use the word. Right. You just so Afro Latino is cool. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Like I'm trying to think of an example of somebody famous who. Like, uh, I think J-Lo used it one time in a song, but maybe, but I think she was only one That's time. That's Jitty from the block. <laughs> what you mean? So. She been with enough black dudes to say, hey, my nigga. See, that's a problematic thing to nah. say. That's a really problematic thing to say. I said it. If that was the case, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm only leaving that comment in the comment box. Right. Um, well, Cardi B, I guess, I guess at the very end of this, Fat Joe is saying there's some Latinos who claim blackness more than black people. And I think what he means by that is that there's some um, black people who, like, you, as you were saying, there's like a colorism thing. There's a self-hate. And there's some Afro-Latinos who claim their Africanness more than maybe some black people even do. And so I think if you claim to be Afro-Latino, then you should be, then you, you can say what you want to say. You get what I mean? Yeah. If you're claiming the Afro-Latino part. Right. The, the issue, I guess what I'm saying is like, as I talked about on this before, is I go to, I work at a school with a bunch of, uh, mostly Mexican, Guatemalan, Ecuadorian kids and Vietnamese kids who are calling each other the N-word. And I just tell them that it's... I, I tell them that they are not... If they are not black, they are not allowed to say that in my classroom. Word. So, but how do you... T- I mean... They ain't even from the Atlantic, That's though. But that's... But it's like... They ain't even from that side. I, that's what I'm saying, so... So they can't even... They don't even know what that shit's about over there. Right. Right. So this whole Latino shit, it gets muddy. But... Yeah, I mean... It's respect, though. It, they want to be like it's us. Di- it's different when, <laughs> like, like uh, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, so much of their culture is connected to Africa. You know, Africa. And same with Cubans and stuff like that. So it's different yes. than, than Mexico and some of these other places in Central America where right. it's more connected to the indigenous and, yes. um, people of Native, Native Americans and stuff like that. Right. So, um... Do you think, okay, reg- would you say regardless of, like, Fetro's pretty light, but he's claiming this, I mean, I don't know. 
I I'm just thinking. I I mean, it's just it's complicated. Go down his. You don't know his who his grandmother or right who is. I mean, that's like, the thing. Marrow from Jesus and Marrow. I I would ne- I wouldn't question his blackness at all. And he should he post pictures on Instagram of his, you know, his family. They're all mixed. They're all they're He's got all colors, all all, all ty- shades of brown. Shades and some of them are very, very dark with African features, you know, yeah. and some of them are lighter. And yeah. And it it is it is cool, though, to see Afro Latinos be more vocal and claiming, claiming yeah. all that stuff. I don't see anything. I don't see a problem with what he said. You no, know. I don't see a problem with what he said either. Uh, I'm glad what he said, you know. Right. Because um, some people aren't aware of that, you know. I think there was might have been some criticism about how, how him saying that there's some Latinos who claim blackness more than black people do. But I think he's just talking about people who might still have self-hatred in them. And I think he was talking about Afro-Latinos. I think just the way he worded it might have made some people feel some type of way. Okay. But I got what he meant. I got one, yeah. You know, I didn't feel any type of way about what he said. Right. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't bother me. Right. Um, that's cool, Fat Joe. He's got some African features, though. He got the nose. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he definitely looks Afro Latino, and I mean, I don't even remember thinking it. I don't remember. It's seeming weird when he came out. You know what I mean? Just when he was... The way he talked and stuff, it just seemed natural, you know? Yeah. And he's been all over the world, you know? Yeah. He's got a good scope on that. And so, uh, yeah, the title of this this article that we're on the source right now, that's where we got this video, although it was posted on Ebro's Instagram first, because I guess this was his interview with on Ebro in the Morning on Hot 97, where he said this. Um... But the title of the article is Puerto Rican and Cuban rapper Fat Joe says all Latinos are black. Wow. Now, if if by that he means all people are black, I mean, I yeah, I just think he's coming at it from an East Coast perspective. That's what I think. Because, yeah. you know, I haven't been over on that side, but That's apparently it's harder to find Mex- a Mexican over there and it's more... I get it. He's talking about over there. He's, I think that he, East Coast flavor is different. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we, the West is is different. You know, more people come from me- Mexico, and f- more from that that closer border to California. Right, right, right. And then you know the Atlantic you got it's it's all you know it's a mixture of all that over there. Right. All right. I guess that's it. That's it. I guess so. You seem down about it. That no. it's over. No, I mean it's just like there. This could be the beginning of so many conversations, you know, about colorism, about because there's because color, you know, anti-blackness is global. It is. It 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 was. It's becoming less so, but anti-blackness is global as far as the way darker-skinned people are treated in every part of the world. Damn, you know? that's fucked up. Yeah, man. So. This is like a whole, this could start a whole colorism conversation, it's a whole language conversation. The whole fucking, you know, Latinos and Hispanic stuff is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good conversation, though. I enjoyed it. All right. I wish more people would talk like that. Thanks, Fat Joe. Yeah, thanks, Fat Joe. A lot has happened to Antonio Brown since we last recorded. Like, a lot, a lot has happened. What happened? <laughs> uh, Do you remember what we talked about last? So last week he re- released from the Raiders. Yeah. And he joined the New England Patriots. Yes. And then we talked about the sexual assault cases last week. Yeah. So that was where we left off was sexual assault cases. And uh, he was still on the Patriots. And about a couple days after the episode came out, we learned that he had been dropped by Nike. Like another, I think another person came out and accusing him of sexual assault. And then some, Ni- some, Ni- some other accuser came out. And then Nike dropped him. Um, right. So that happened maybe like a couple days after we, maybe less than 48 hours after we last recorded. Yeah. Then after that, uh... Before Sunday came across, before Sunday came, he got released. 
By the Patriots. By the Patriots. So he don't have, he doesn't have a job anymore. He's not on he's not on any NFL team. He's not employed, and now he said he's not gonna play football ever again or something like that. He did say he's going back to school. Yeah, I didn't see that, but you heard, you saw. It too. I mean, I don't know how true this is, but I did hear that he's gonna go back to school. That's good for him. He should go back to school. He doesn't have a job, dude. <laughs> but he's got money. I guess why not go back to school? Hopefully, he has money. Who's to say he didn't save his money right? That's true. Just because you're making millions doesn't mean you're not broke. You could be just living like every other American. Yeah. But just he's certainly not living like me. I know that much. Just on another level. Yes. And I don't know if he has mortgages and like you know. Probably. Exactly. Probably he's got to have lawyer fees now with all these different allegations. Yeah, it sucks. Well, maybe, maybe it sucks. Yeah, I don't know. if he's a shitty human being, then if he did it, he fucked up. Well, the, the, how he got released because he, I guess he texted the, the. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even hear about this part. He texted the accuser. Did you hear? See what the texts were. I kind of read over him. I don't really remember what he said. But were they like threatening? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not good. That's not a good. It's uh, not a good look. Um. He doesn't have good people around him. Whoever's around him. Right. So no wonder the. So somebody should have took his phone away from him. Right, and no wonder the Patriots dropped him after him being like that, and uh, and saying those things. They didn't drop Robert Kraft, though. Robert Kraft's not a football player. He's the owner. He can't be dropped. Oh, okay. that's di- That's different. Well, and he's like, how- wait, 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 wait. Donald Sterling was an owner, and he has been banned from ever owning a basketball team. Well, here's the difference. With so that can it can happen. Here's the difference. The commissioner of basketball is much more different different than than football. I'm just that's saying. the well. I'm tr- I'm I'm just arguing with you, but the way the back these basketball fans and basketball teams view their owners is different than football, and racist shit is dealt with differently than stuff with women or sex stuff. If Robert Kraft had said, um, had been caught saying the N word or a whole bunch of other stuff, I think that would have been more of a big deal than him getting like a rub and tug or whatever. You know what I mean? that's all i'm saying okay let me see if i can find what these texts were if it okay here we go um really sad you would make up a bullshit story to the world thought you had more integrity and respect for yourself must be really hard to make up some stuff super sad uh that's about it i don't know if he's like if he threatened her or what, but there was something he said to he her. He said something messy, but he shouldn't have said in any way. Right, and that's probably some breach of if you're if you already have a case against you, you're probably not supposed to be contacting yeah. the people that you're. Um, it's just all weird. She said yes. The one of the accusers said it happened on three different occasions. So if, never mind. But if it, but that, that's I thought that was strange too, but we don't know what this what the level of this is like if it's like just some kind of touching stuff and you're getting paid all this money and it's just getting slightly he's pushing the envelope more and more each time you know what i mean obviously it wasn't like she got raped the first time and then kept coming back i'm sure it's some sort of like he was kind of pushing the boundaries and it was something that happened over the course of a few different times that's all i'm saying well we'll see um so how does this affect fantasy <laughs> how does this affect people whose team he's on uh they don't have a player and they spent draft capital on that player and now they don't have a player. because he was ranked pretty high in the beginning uh you not like past years because he switched teams and he had all this uh drama about his helmet and all this other shit so people didn't want to really take risk on Antonio Brown, but they're still out of player now. I got his nephew on my team, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Okay, now I'm seeing some other text messages where he's talking about saying a bunch of bitches and stuff like that. Uh, 
saying something about him jacking his dick on her back and sleeping with her and fuck her and she's a bitch and stuff. That's the stuff I'm seeing now. Anyways. He fucked up. Yep. Straight up. Uh, Since we don't have any more sports, should we get into somebody else pop culture who's fucked up? All I know is that fool lost about $45 million and his job in in the span of two weeks. And who okay, so who else is who else is fucked up that you wanted to talk about? Since we don't have any other sports guys who fucked up. Um Nobody really else fucked up. Sticky with the blicky. Oh, he you did. You said you wanted to talk about him. Oh, that guy. I almost forgot about that guy. So uh everybody knows him as Takashi Six Nine. Uh, you know what his government name is? His name is Daniel Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, it is. He looks like a Daniel Hernandez too. Uh, Looks like a badass kid. <laughs> so, I never listened to any of this, this guy's music. Not a verse. I don't know if you could call any anything he's actually not a, on paper a verse. Not even a sound. He put he put words he put words and noises together. Not even a cacophony of nothing. Listen, he makes Blueface look like uh, like Tupac. common sense, <laughs> like Talib Kweli. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, this guy, Takashi69, uh, internet troll of the century. What did he actually get arrested? Oh, it was, it was, gun- I think he, the thing that made, that got him caught up in the very end was him getting caught selling guns. He had a gun or something, but he got, so he got brought up on charges of nine felony charges. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, facing up to 47 years in prison. Mm-hmm. Um... Some charges like racketeering, um, robbery, and uh, and drugs. I guess he was dealing heroin or something like that. But anyway, I so Takashi Daniel Hernandez um, got street cred by um, he like joined this gang called Nine Trey. Yeah, Nine Trey Bloods. And he's really not from the Nine Trey Bloods. Right. He just, like, infiltrated their crew. But that's also what he's saying, I think, to get less time. He's saying that the only reason he was a part of it was to get help his rap career out. Which right. Which could be true, could be not true. So, he's uh, testifying, and he's he running, he running like a faucet right now. Yeah, because he doesn't want anything anything to do with those 47 years so, whatsoever. So he's trying to get less time, so he's just telling. Yes. Um, I heard some of the testimony um, today, and uh, they were asking him, like, questions, and he didn't know what ponder meant. Listen, I'm sure he doesn't know what a lot of things mean. We don't need to get into all the words but, that Takashi doesn't know, because I'm sure... But it was interesting, because he was just talking, and he he mentioned Cardi B in his testimony. And I guess there was a report that saying he said that she was from Trey Nine, but that is not true. He did not say that. He actually... she did, He just said she she's a blood, because I guess there was some bloods in one of her videos... Everyone knows Cardi's a blood. That's no secret. Yeah, she's no from... No secret at all. That's... I mean, all, everything... She's from Brim. Barty, Bacardi, Bodak. She puts she from all Brim. that stuff. She's from Brim. Um, have you seen the courtroom illustrations of Takashi? They're all... They're super hilarious. Yeah. I mean, this dude... Uh, he's telling... He also said... Well, one thing... Lot. He may not have explicitly said that Cardi B was part of Nine Trade, but he did say Jim Jones was. Yeah. And he called Jim Jones a retired rapper. He said retired. He's a retired rapper. He said Jim Jones and his other guy. He kept mentioning his other guy. Well, there was apparently a lot of these people in the courtroom, and the 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 lawyers were asking him to point them out and explicitly say where they were in the courtroom and what they're wearing and stuff like that. Um. So, here's my thing: how this dude is definitely going into witness protection if he if he gets any any time. I mean, he's he might get some time, but I'm saying, no matter when he gets out, he's going into witness protection. There's no no, unless he's really an idiot and wants to die. There's no way he's not going into witness protection. But I want to know what the angle is. Is the angle you wear makeup every day for the rest of your life, or is the angle you slowly get all your tattoos removed? Uh, he has to go back being an 
uh, Daniel Hernandez. Well, yes, except for he's got to probably become some a totally different name. But I'm, I'm talking about his face. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> like, what would you... So, if you had a bunch of face tattoos... Well, you're dark, so it'd be easier for you to cover it up. Well, I don't know, because... Is tattoo removal hard? I think I heard that it burns. it's worse when you have darker skin, right? Yeah, it burns. Yeah. Well, not just in general. That shit hurts. More? No, it hurts, period. Dark light, that shit hurts. Like bubbles. But I heard that black people... Uh, I don't... I heard that... Look. I heard that... Wait, I heard that black people uh, don't feel pain as much as... Uh, do you know... I was talking to this guy the other day, and he said that... Um, there was a study done with medical students in 2018 and like some crazy percentage of them believed that black people feel less pain than other Still races. Still happening. Yeah, I got that, my I got wild? I got my damn teeth pulled out and the damn doctor prescribed me ibuprofen and didn't give me fucking Vicodin. Right. Cuz of that probably that stigma. Right. But you also didn't want to go back and ask for more because you were you know. I probably was sold them. <laughs> don't we realize we're what we're, we're recording right now right <laughs> okay but uh so takashi daniel he's gonna go into oh he he talked about trippy red too trippy red yeah he called out trippy red who else uh a bunch of other people he probably gonna bring up curtis curtis jackson yeah he was hanging out with him yeah you know yeah just pumping him up pumping him up these courtroom drawings are hilarious. Why would you even affiliate yourself with somebody like that, dude? You know what's sad, though? He's got, like, a kid. I don't care. Well, I'm just saying, like, he's, like, what, 23 at the most, that and kid, already he's fucked up his whole that life. That kid probably gonna get snatched. That kid better be in witness protection. Yeah. All right, so, is that it for Sticky, sticky with the Blicky? Blah, blah. What a, What an idiot. Daniel Hernandez. We been watch. We watched this documentary. Mm-hmm. It was on uh, white privilege. Yeah. And it was this lady named Chelsea uh, Handler. Handler. Yeah. Will doesn't know people, as you know. Did you recognize her? Not really, but it you know just a white lady that on TV you know. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I used to categorize Chelsea Handler in the same group as Amy Schumer and Lena Dunham on like, I always thought she was funny, but she was kind of problematic to me because she would just kind of make yeah, just- jokes that I thought were kind of racist to a, like a room full of white people, that kind of thing. Um, and she'd always be like, you know, I'm a foul mouth white chick, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was kind of her brand of comedy. But over the last decade, um, between her show, her show on netflix where she was like doing ayahuasca and the interviews i heard oh, with her yeah, i remember that she like has been like doing a lot of um self-reflection which has been really cool and like evolution and so this documentary is kind of it talks about how recently she realized how privileged she is basically yeah living in uh beverly hills yeah and it was a cool documentary so she tried to like uh you know, do this documentary on white privilege. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she met up with all these uh, uh, black black pe- people at like a, a a poetry. It was USC students. Oh, at was like a open mic. Open mic at like some professor's was, house. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I'm filling in the I'm filling in the gaps. Thank you, because mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember yeah. that much, but uh, and it was interesting to what the students were saying to her. Right. Um. Some feel like they're tired of talking about it. Right. And they wanted, you know, more white people to talk about the privilege, even if they notice it. Um, like you're coming in here to get us to talk about stuff and then cash off of yeah, our pain, basically. And then some, of, some people were calling out her privilege mm-hmm. just to be in their space to do what the hell she's doing. Right. Um... So they were kind of ripping her. Mm-hmm. But she liked it. She liked it. I think that's what she wanted to get out of that that scene. Uh, I thought the most um, powerful parts of the documentary were when she was talking to regular white people. 
Yeah. Because so- pretty much after that, she just goes and and talks to white people about white stuff. So that was the trippy shit. And I don't know where the hell she was in the country, but she was talking to these these white women. Or they was, mm-hmm. you know, she asked them, do you think uh, white privilege exists? Mm-hmm. And they were like, flat out, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> what do you mean? I've had to work for everything. I've, you know. Yeah. And that's true. I'm not, not, you know. A lot of people have a problem with the word privilege. I think if there, if white privilege was titled something else, maybe people could, I don't know. I think people have a lot of problems with just the terminology. How would you, how would you define privilege, the privilege to help, help people understand what? Less oppressed. You less know what I mean? oppressed. I think when you, but that's a mouthful. You know what I mean? And and white people really should be okay with feeling with knowing that they're privileged, but there's some you know there's so many people out there who who prickle like I like you said I worked hard I I, I never had privilege I grew up poor you know what I mean, but you yeah. were poor and white not poor and black or poor and gay and black or poor and whatever else you know is that what is that bad, damn it's not it's just there can always be another level of oppression okay well, that's what intersectionality is is is. You know what is a trip though, because I remember being in the car as a kid, and I remember having to take my hat off driving through certain neighborhoods mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been been fucked with a Seven Eleven, be being uh, mistaken for another black dude in the neighborhood that's stealing shit. Well, yeah, and being told from a young age not to have more than three or four of you in a car yeah. together at the same time. Yeah, I've been told that mm-hmm. before. Uh, <clears throat> being pulled over for being black, it's happened several times. Oh yeah, you well, you've been pulled. I've been pulled over maybe once in the last ten years where we live, and that's because I was speeding. <laughs> There's a reason for me to be pulled over, and you've got pulled over. I don't know how many times, like at least ten, probably in the last ten years, at least probably here. And you weren't doing, yeah, here. Yeah, I wasn't doing shit. And you weren't really doing. You weren't doing. Anything. I mean, I live in a small city, so it's a little different, and like. I've been living here for some time now, and they recognize me. Right. So they know who the fuck is doing what. You know what? what I was tripping out on? Well, and we'll go back to Chelsea in a second. But, like, we were... So Will's, Will just started uh, his his girls' basketball season, and we were at their, uh, the girls' game the other day. And I was just looking around at the student, the kids in the stands and stuff, and I was like, there's a lot of black kids here. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot in terms of compared to L.A. or Oakland. Yeah. But, like, compared to... Other places, like I was actually like, I think our where we live is getting more it's this racially pocket. diverse. It's only in this pocket. I was true. It's was, not in the, no, not in the mountains. Nah. No, it's not in the mountains. No, but in the city, this it is, is. Little, in, in this little pocket, in yeah. this little area, We're, yeah, it is the most diverse, which is cool. In Santa Cruz, um, okay, back to Chelsea. Um, do you remember? All the stuff that she talked about with her her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend. So her ex boyfriend that she met in like uh, high school, mm-hmm. she had a baby. She was gonna have a baby with this dude. And she had she had she, two abortions. She had abortion. She was like sixteen. So this dude used to play football, but I guess he used to sell drugs too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would be riding in the car together. Um. And the the cop would pull him over, and the cop would let her go. Yeah. And the dude would always get arrested, and she never knew why. She she just she's so naive about she it. She just thought she was charming. She was just charming and nice, and that's why they let her go. Yeah. Fast forward to now, she's Chelsea Handler, and he's been in and out of jail for fourteen years, lost his scholarship, and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, he got the raw end of the deal. Right, but that's that's that is an example of the privilege. Right, right. Them being in the same situation, right, right there and, in front of your yeah. fucking face. Yeah, um, the documentary was really short and sweet. Um, yeah, so sweet, so short and sweet. I didn't even realize I watched the whole <laughs> damn thing. It's I'm seeing we're I'm seeing some criticism that's saying it only scrapes the surface, 
But you gotta scrape something first. I mean, she, this is the only thing that I've seen that's, that's been this public where it's white people talking about whiteness and white privilege. Yeah. Versus people of color talking about it. I, so after watching that documentary, I, I, I work with some, you know, white, white ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty open-minded. And I asked one of them, I was like, hey, I was watching this documentary and it was about white privilege and some white ladies didn't agree that white white privilege didn't exist and she was like no that shit exists yeah that's all no that shit exists and that's all she said to me and i was like oh i'm glad you i'm glad you feel that way and that yeah. was in that that was in that conversation um do you know who <laughs> bet midler is no no bet no nah, you know who this is nah well, for those of you who know who hold bet- on is that is that the girl on is that hold on the, the witch movie. Yep, Hocus Pocus. Hocus right. Pocus. So, <laughs> so she got in. This is kind of connected to white privilege. So she she got into hot some hot water recently because she um, she tweeted at Beyonce and she she said Beyonce has thirty three million followers. So if she could get all those followers to uh, go out and vote and register and not vote for Trump and blah 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 blah, she said something like that. And people were responding. Why aren't you at, like? talking to Katy Perry or Ariana Grande or like why are you who have more fault like why are you asking this black woman to do to you know what I mean it's like always making these black like black people be the the ones black people swing the vote but it's the white women nah it's the white that's what I'm saying it's the white women yeah oh you're saying like it's like the black black women the black women are the reason we gonna save it huh yeah we the saviors it's their responsibility it's white women's responsibility to get their shit together um Okay, so uh, we talked a little bit about Fat Joe earlier and, and J-Lo for like a hot second. Can I tell you about the movie that I saw, Hustlers? Sure. Have, I, you, have you heard of this movie? Uh, maybe once it like glimmered by my, by my ears or my, you know. Yeah, so it's a stripper movie. It's a movie about strippers, pretty much. But mostly it's about... We strippers. It's about Constance Wu who's the mom in um, Fresh Off the Boat, and she's in Crazy Rich Asians. Uh-huh. Um, it's about her friendship with J-Lo, basically, and them scamming people. But it's mostly about their friendship. And the movie was really cool. It really didn't have anything to do with men. There wasn't a male lead. There wasn't a love interest. It was just all chicks, and it was about friendship. So that was really cool, I thought. And... The movies it's based on a true story and it's set in the 2000s like 2007 and so all the music was music from the two, from like 2007 2008 which was super rad to me cuz that was like you know my end of my high school early college so it was just really funny hearing the music and then seeing the fashion and the eyebrows very 2000s eyebrows very thin eyebrows so that was cool it was a great little movie um it would be a good date movie, I feel like. So there's some game for you, single listeners out there, if you want to take someone out on a date. Because it was, like, you know, sexy and pretty to look at, and there was, you know, friendship. I don't know. It was a good movie. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't, I didn't, well, go, didn't go with I, I didn't go on this date. Yeah, he did not. I went with my friend. Shout out to Jasmine. I drank a little too much that night drink a little too much wine a little too much wine so i don't remember all of the details quite of the movie but it was very, it was very good um <clears throat> before we close out i realize one thing i forgot to mention in our conscious hypocrite segment so are you familiar with all the like climate stuff that's going on they're having all the climate um like all the climate strikes and pro- basically everyone the the whole world is protesting for better environmental protection laws and better pollution laws and stuff like that. And so there's been lots of, there was a climate strike here in town. There was kids in certain places who were doing walkouts at their schools and stuff like that. Anyways, my friend, I'll call her Spruce. Um, she did, I totally don't have it off the top of my head because I totally forgot about it until just, until just now. But she did a, a, uh, a talk on environmental justice. Um, so because you know justice. and you know you know what environmental racism is speaking of conscious super good stuff environmental racism yes which is like 
oh, where are we going to build the Chevron plant? Are we going to build it in Richmond or are we going to build it in San Francisco? Oh, we're going to, where's the most black people? Oh, we're going to build a Chevron plant in Richmond. Or what, what neighborhoods are going to have less grocery stores? You know, food deserts. Food deserts and shit all that like stuff. that. Oh, Anyways, man. the homie Spruce, she did a talk on environmental justice um, and maybe it was, maybe, maybe it was some sustainability. I don't know. Spruce, I'm sorry. You did a talk. I'm sure it was great. You can tell me all about it. We'll include it in the next episode. But she tagged Conscious Hypocrite in a post she made after her talk when she went to go get a cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. She was like, when you talk about like environmental justice and then like, you just really want a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh. Okay. So that was funny. Hopefully that cheeseburger was good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was a, a sustainably farmed, uh, uh, grass-fed, <laughs> no antibiotic cheeseburger. She lives in um, Colorado, so I feel like Word. they got that stuff out there. Been to Colorado. I have not. It's nice out there. Speaking That's... of dates you went on, we went on a date to Colorado on our anniversary with a bunch of dudes. It was our anniversary? Yeah, when you went to that show. I don't care. Did not know. I missed a whole bunch of things. I missed my son hit a home run in the park home run that day. That was also like five years ago. So it's yes. no big deal. Except for I'm still bringing it up right now. But it's still not a big deal. Yeah, Colorado was great. Do you remember why we were talking about Little Wayne last week? No, not really. Oh, wait. We weren't talking about Little Wayne. We were talking about Manny Fresh. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. The cats, snakes, chickens, ducks. Yeah. Um, Because that was actually a Little Wayne song. What song was that? Bottom of the Map or some shit. Oh, Bring It Back. Bring It Back or some shit. Yeah. yeah. So I did an Instagram uh, poll asking people for their favorite Little Wayne songs. Most of them were from the Carter Three. What's your, you say, your, yours is from the Carter 3 too, wasn't it? I. Phone home? Or you don't know? I couldn't, I mean, the Carter 1 guys from Joints. Listen. Carter 1. Some of these beats, I forgot about some of these songs. Like. But then after that. Grown up. In between. Like. Right about now. This is 2004. Okay, I'm finally perfect. You know, y'all already know what it is. Oh, this one? Somebody call a slick this song. But... Carter 1, if you haven't heard Carter 1 or Carter 2, front to back, those are some good albums. Um, the No Ceilings mixtape, after all the albums, is pretty dope. Yeah. And then, of course... Easy, baby. Sounds like we're recording here the lighter. And just some of the features and stuff that, like, he had a song with uh, Jay-Z. He had, uh, I forgot about this crazy-ass song on Carter 3 with fucking Busta Rhymes and David Banner produced, produced David, the song. David, Remember the song? David, David, yeah. David Banner. <laughs> Buster Rhymes has a crazy verse on this song. He does. And then Nina, the Nina Simone sample at the end of this album. Like, I think that, I mean, I know that some people listen to this show who are like 23. I have some homies from work who are like very young that probably just remember Lil Wayne as like, from like young money type days. Yeah, with like Nicki Minaj and him jumping around Lollipop. and stuff. But Lil Wayne is, a, like, an icon. <laughs> He's a rap icon. Yeah. Um, I've seen that dude in concert one time. So, which is also, I did kind of want to bring you, put you on the spot with that as well. Because, um, 
I had a, I had a friend die recently. I just went to the memorial service for him. And so I was just kind of reflecting on dead friends. And I know little Wayne was important to you because he was connected to your friend that died. Yeah. Do you want to... Well, you have to now because I'm asking you to. But, like... What are you asking? I'm asking you just to kind of share your connection and his connection with little Wayne and stuff. And when we saw him in concert... Uh, so I had a, f- I had a friend named Andre, um, and he loved Lil Wayne. Uh, it was his favorite rapper at the time, way back with Cash Money, you know. Um, yeah. So uh, we're at this festival, Camp Flognog, and Lil Wayne happened to be there, mm-hmm. and I was with uh, one of my other good friends, Roy. And he, we really wanted to go. He really wanted to go see him. So, you know, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We went to go see him. Um, in the middle, that's in the middle of his concert. I don't know when it happened or whatever. I forget the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he's spinning his verse. It it felt like Little Wayne was speaking to me and Roy through Andre weirdly, mm-hmm. and Roy looked at my homie. Looked at me. He was like, "I know you just heard that shit." He like the homie sitting right here with us right now. Shit was really emotional. How old was your friend when he died? Fuck, I don't fuck. I was what, uh, like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, that shit happened, like, uh, two days before my son was born or some shit, his funeral, like, I go to his funeral, and then I come back home, and then my son's born, that mm-hmm. shit was, it's like, right, right, it was like. So it was 2007? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that's my connection to Lil Wayne, so you know, every time I every time I hear Lil Wayne, I think of think of my friend Andre. Yeah, and I think we're getting to well, I'm at least I get into that age where it's like, you know, just tell your friends you love them. You know, and I think everyone at this point is becoming a little more mindful of 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 our bodies, you know, and the different ways that we treat our bodies, um, and. You know, you could either do something like drink and get into a car or smoke a pack of cigarettes a day or something. But uh, while you're still young, you should, you know, try to be grateful for being here, (laughs) you know, because some freak accident could happen or a crash or something and you know yeah my friend my friend passed away on a bike he got hit on his motorcycle and he was a very good motorcycle rider he was riding bikes since he was like a teenager yeah so it wasn't like he was like oaky yeah you know um so yeah you're right be grateful i just i had a weird i maybe i shouldn't well you gotta speak like (laughs) not to say that this is like necessarily comparable but we um my friend's memorial was this weekend and i was lucky enough to get the opportunity to be part of spreading some of his ashes and uh one of my friends was kind of making a comment about how our friend would always say you know you want to i i forget what the quote is but you want to you know uh, you want your body to get to the most potential that your body could be. Mm. Um, and this is my friend who I partied with and, you know, all that stuff, smoker, all, the, all that stuff. But it's funny, you know, just hanging out the night after the memorial, everyone's got their nicotine vape pens and drinking and stuff. And mm. I mean, not that I'm going to say I'm not going to, I'm going to stop drinking, but it's like we were all reflecting on him him being, you know, his birthday was a few days ago and he would have been 31 years old. And just him, 
even though he was he he partied and stuff too, him wanting to have this understanding of you only get one body, you know, and so just taking that into consideration when you're you're you know vaping nicotine and on your fifth shot or whatever. So if you got next time you guys see me, you know. If you see me taking a shot or something, you could remind me of this conversation that I'm having with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It depends if you have a problem, though. Yeah, I and think if, I'm... And if you don't, and if you don't take care of your body, lack of exercise and poor nutrition adds on the adds on to if you when you're partying, you right. know, doing hard drugs. Um, drinking, probably not sleeping well because you're on sleep is ha- very important because yeah. you're on hard yeah. hard drugs, right? Um, yeah. So just try to take care of yourself the best you can. Yeah, and and tell your friends that you love them. Tell your family that you love them, and take advantage of every day. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a corny way to Car- end? Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Seize the carp. Seize the carp. <laughs> Was that a corny? Is this a corny way to end up? Nah, I feel it. Okay. That's a message to all our listeners. Yeah. And it is funny how like... So I better get I love you text, you know what I'm saying? Because oh. <laughs> I send them out. I tell people I love them. You threatening people to send no, you I'm just text. saying, I'm putting the pressure on, you know, maybe. <laughs> it is funny like thinking about how... I remember my dad would always say how this one Jimi Hendrix song reminded him of his friend. So it's going to be funny when we're old people and we're telling our grandkids, like, about how Lil Wayne makes us think of our friends and we're playing these songs, you know? It's going to be funny. <laughs> yeah. I can't do Lil Wayne all the time, though. No, but having having not actually listened to these albums in, like, years and hearing them again oh, was definitely classics. like, whew. The classics. It yeah. just It just makes me think of my homie. You know? Yeah. But maybe one day I'll listen back to the Lil Wayne, the Lil Wayne songs, and maybe one day I'll hear that verse and I'll be like, oh. You'll remember which one it is. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. So you youngins, go back and listen to Carter 1 and Carter 2. Because pretty much all the answers I got from people on my poll of what their Lil Wayne favorite song was was from Carter 3. And Let the Beat Build is probably one of my top 10 favorite rap songs of all time. But Carter 1 and Carter 2 are still good albums. Yep. Um. Okay, so... I guess that was the episode. Yeah, that's the episode. See Hypocrite Pod on stuff. Send us things. Yeah. Review us. Tell somebody. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your dad. Tell your uncles. Tell your aunties. Tell your cousins. Anybody else? Uh, just putting it out there. Okay, bye. Peace. So, this is the intro. Duction. This is the introduction. Oh, it's the introduction. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can't have that. Just delete twenty seconds of that. Are we going to just keep going? Keep rolling. So, welcome to Conscious Hypocrite. Yes. Yeah. This is Will. This is Carly. Why are you looking at me funny like <laughs> that? Because you're looking at me funny. I'm not squinting my eyebrows. I, I can't see. It's impossible to squint your eyebrows. No, you're just blinking. You're uh, so I mean, blinking. Yeah, you got to delete all this. <laughs> <laughs>